Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Amen. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Peripheral Visions by Antonia Bass. This is an honor to be part of PurposeKingdomNetwork.com. I speak of it being an honor because where can you go and get the word, can get good people, a wonderful um, engineer, and definitely a wonderful um, CEO of Purpose Kingdom Network, along with the fabulous host that I share this air show with on other nights other than my own. As a host of PKN, I am broadcasting out of Rosewood, Pennsylvania. If you would like to listen to the show on the telephone, the number to call is 724 444-7444. Then my ID number is 142-659-POUND. Then PIN number 1-POUND. If you wish to talk to the host, please press star 8. On the Internet, please Type in TalkShoe.com and type in Peripheral Visions by Antonia Bass. Tonight's show is titled, Can You Keep Peace and Harmony Among Your Family and Friends for the Holidays? Also, do you approve of President-elect Trump's decisions as of today, December 18, 2016, for his elected officials and policies that he would like to institute. Again, good evening, everyone. This is Peripheral Vision by Antonia Bass. I am honored to bring to you the title that reflects the issue regarding holiday joy or spoil. The biggest question I'm posing is, can you keep peace and harmony among your family and friends for the holidays? Many of us will say that we should be done uh, trying to keep peace and the people who are involved, especially the adults, should practice that all year round. But because of the holidays, uh, we have to admit that sometimes the spoils of life occur during the cold winter months of December and part of January, 
and we tend to look forward to heartwarming unity, but can we? I had taken an informal survey of things that disrupt the season spirits, and it's a coincidence. Some people happen to mention the word alcohol. Well, the words alcohol beverages first came to their minds for many reasons. Probably an experience they've had in the past, things that they have heard in the family. Well, there's something to be said about people who cannot hold their liquor, but I say that some do a better job than others. Some don't, obviously, because if you are guilty of not being able to, try to be honest with yourself for the sake of don't use a holiday as an excuse to decide you would like to start selling your oats. It is bad enough that alcoholism is considered a disease, but that doesn't mean you cannot consume it uh, around Christmas time and New Year's and uh, Kwanzaa and um, Hanukkah. But do ask yourself honestly. What is the purpose of having it for Christmas? Can you pass up the opportunity to lace your eggnog? Would a little nightcap drink eventually become glassfuls of seductive uh, alcohol that will turn around and change you into a different person? other than the wonderful person that you've always been known to be, at least according to you. Sometimes some people use liquor especially as a sedative for the night. It has been recommended that a glass of red wine versus hard liquor is good once a night, uh, even uh, for the average woman, because it is something that has good properties in the glass of wine. Some people don't know what a glass should look like. Should it look like the size of two shot glasses or an eight-ounce um, tumbler of, of, of wine, actually? But we don't know for a fact because uh, it may depend on the body mass and other internalized metabolic things that go on each person's body. Sometimes it can help to enhance a little romance, but because it can encourage uh, sometimes um, back-and-forth mood swings, some people have to realize it is just wise not to engage in it if they cannot handle it at all. So what do you use as a measuring stick? As time goes on for all of us, we may understand that it is best to try to temperament ourselves and consume it in moderate consumption, but because there is this saying which goes, for your own troubles, it's not smart for us to experiment too fast and too hard with the consumption of alcohol, especially liquor. Well, it is not for me to judge, but I can say that um, truthfully, 
the pros and cons of uncontrolled consumption of alcohol is something that you have to deal with or be smart and realize that it's time to wean yourself off of it, even if you have to do it with the help of a doctor, actually a bona fide doctor at that. Did any of you ever hear of sclerosis of the liver? Yes, it is the deterioration of your motor skills in some cases, and sometimes it is common for people who consume alcohol on a consistent basis. Some people have been known to carry a pint bottle around with them every day and use that in place of the consumption of food. They don't realize it sometimes. Sometimes they just don't realize that they can't control it. So if that can deteriorate your body starting from the internal organs on out, imagine what it could do to your personal character and alter your mood, which will unfortunately lead to, uh, you know, a lot of havoc that you can wreak in the family, not even trying to. You know we don't mean to disturb the family and what all goes on in it. But if you don't realize that the consumption of alcohol on a consistent or a massive um, basis, you may just look for nothing but trouble. But we don't have to admit it. Many of us have an alcohol abuser among some family or friends somewhere. So if you know that they may wreak havoc, it is best that you be careful about who you invite. If you feel as though they'll show up drunk or under the influence, and as time goes on during the course of the night, however they obtain alcohol, number one, try not to have it in your home. Who's to say Christmas is a time of the year, just because the word spirits come into play, that you have to have alcohol in your home. It's the same that you have to lock up the alcohol cabinet and really just hide your stash somewhere within the house or wherever. But you better do it if you think you would like to be able to bring that person back to your home next year and still have the love that you've always tried to maintain amongst the family considering Christmas Day may be the only time of the year some people can come together. Why not you had actually take a place in the responsibility of what the other person who drinks um, can actually share at that time of the year? Just don't have it. Or maybe you can have them over for the night and uh, put them in the bed or make them comfortable and do not and do take their keys from them so they cannot drive, and, and just make sure that they stay at your home so you don't have any emergencies that would cause any deliberate upsets. We don't need anybody vomiting or physically fighting or engaging in non-involent uh, behavior and outbursts that, are, that is verbal or anything else. So to keep the peace, we can bring smiles and have the solitude 
in everyone's life if we ourselves as a, as the host and hostess can create a peaceful environment minus the alcohol. And if you wish to listen to some supporting facts, please listen to these suggestions from a publication called Greatest, published on December 25th, 2012, by Sophia Green, who entitled her article, 18 Ways to Avoid Family Stress Through the Holidays. I'm quite sure that many of us have had family members who are well-intended and some who are deliberately not well-intended to come to our house or meet up at a certain meeting place amongst other family and or friends that was just not the type of person to have in your home under the influence. But it doesn't just stop under the influence of alcohol. Uh, there because what it is is some people, they don't even really, they may have a psychosis, they may be not. They may just don't realize they just don't have the proper character to make merriment amongst everyone. So uh, and with that publication, I will say, Call the Greatest, December 25th, 2012, by Sophia Green, she would like to make these suggestions. And she feels as though that, you know, holiday cookies, and I'm quite sure with alcohol, probably don't mix, uh, mix together, but they would suggest listening to seasonal tunes. And seasonal tunes mean obviously uh, the different songs that people are typically known to sing, and whether it's the goodies like uh, classics or the newfangled tunes that are definitely uh, known to be uh, revamped and um, actually reiterated. And as a result, the, um, the, the, the tunes really create merriment and take their minds off of the alcohol consumption. And so, anyway, she suggests also, if you have any vendettas against your other relatives, like, for example, your aunt or your sister, they need to be basically brought to the forefront. So, with that being said, I'm going to pose that we take a pause from what I'm talking about so that you all can offer a suggestion and I'm glad to see we do have someone calling in to comment. And if we could get that caller to come on, I'd appreciate it. And give your two cents on uh, keeping the peace in a family during this seasonal time that everyone should be respectful of each other's homes. Hello, caller? Yes, hey, how you doing, Antonia? Um, I'm Hi. calling in. I'm just going to announce myself as uh, Negative Nancy. Um, okay. All right, so well, I um I very much identify with everything you've been you were saying uh, so far, and uh, one of the things is that uh you know with with my family and uh, being though I, I I married into my wife's family is uh, we you know there's one identifying um, 
common problem I see that, you know, seems to interfere in family functions is that's the uh, problem with the fire water there. And mm-hmm. um, by by me saying that, you know, you, you know, the, the part that I, you know, um, despise is when we have um, functions, Halloween parties, kids parties, kids from four to, you know, eight or 10 years old. And then there's the adults there that feels that they had to, have the need to introduce alcohol there. Um, the one one of the problems I had was I would um, end the party early because after 4 p.m. I'm thinking this is no longer a children's party, and after right. 4 p.m. it seems like the adults want to um, you know uh, <laughs> they want to um, you know they want to up the ante on as far as a party instead of a kids party you want to you know graduate into the uh, you know party part two. Or, you know, like we're in a somewhere, you know, and introduce the so-called after party, <clears throat> uh, which I have, you know, no problem if that was agreed upon. But the thing is, is that I'm out, you know, enjoying the afternoon with my, my children, uh, mm-hmm. celebrating somebody else's birthday. Or, you know, or if I'm celebrating their birthday and when I abruptly end the party because I see that the adults have wandered off and, you know, kids are, you know, running about, and it's time to end the party, really, because you're looking to do some, you know, something else. And on, on top of that, I don't think it's responsible you being an adult, you know, you're at a kid's party or a kid's function, and you're getting drunk. How are they going to get home? Are they going to get home safely? And things of that nature. You know, um, I just, uh, you know, some of the things, uh, you know, of that nature, I just really don't like. I just don't like the elements. I don't like how they introduce. And, you know, me personally, um, knowing that, you know, going to family functions or going anywhere and consuming alcohol, uh, I want to make sure that's a controlled environment as possible because I know um, alcohol does change your personality and your perception of things. Some things mm-hmm. you may be on and some things you may be more irritant on. Uh, they, that's something for you know for people to consider. Um, alcohol is a poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that um, you know when uh, I, I, you know when I was going to um, to a church uh, called Holy Cross, and um, the bishop there um, would tell everybody that you know um, when uh, some of the you know the congregants were you know sitting there falling asleep or you know sweating profusely, he was saying, that's okay, they're getting the word, and they're sweating out the poison they consumed the night before. That's and, right. Um, I thought it was, you know, and, I, and I thought it was, you know, funny and, you know, a little bit peculiar and a little bit, you know, easing on, uh, you know, some of the things we already knew, but, you know, said it in, you know, a, a little bit of a better light. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to call back, Antonio, and let me tell you, um, I'm going to, uh, go back to, uh, doing what I do in the background and, um, we're going to cut negative Nancy off and we're going to get back <laughs> to what, uh, <laughs> what, uh, Antonia Bass has to say right now tonight to entertain us. Well, that's a very cute, a very cute adopted term, negative Nancy. Who would have ever thought? <laughs> um, it's, I've heard sayings like the devil's advocate, meaning you may flip-flop on a subject. 
but um, negative Nancy, I have to remember that one. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's so funny that he happened to say that about, um, you know, I never considered 4 o'clock p.m. a cutoff period for the children's merriment because, you know, a lot of you know, households, you know, they've been known to, like, let the children party till they drop. Now, considering that, I have to admit, at 4 o'clock p.m., I know back in the day in my household, my mother's household, hey, look, it, things are just about just starting. But I have to admit, it do sound reasonable because the children do have, as far as I can see, especially on a Christmas day, from early morning to 4 o'clock to so they oh, and then it's time to simmer down. Parents may want to stop and not feed them any sugary things after that because you're only bringing trouble for yourself. So back to negative Nancy's comment, I have to admit, um, you know, um, it, it is Christmas time especially. It is a good time for not only, you know, for you to spend time with the children, but the family, some people come from out of town just to see you. Don't you think that that should be at a time of the year you let everybody see all of the uh, good things that, you know, your household can um, bring? Why bring? Why send for your drunken cousin knowing he or she is going to come there to wreak havoc? Honey, I'll tell you something. I don't have no problem asking someone, will you excuse yourself, Um we can talk to you later, unless they're pissed or strong, and we have to sedate that person so they can get them, or it's probably, they're already probably sedated with the alcohol, and make them understand that, hey, look, you're only bringing bad karma to yourself. But um, negative Nancy brought up a good point. That's an excellent time to share merriment, especially with the kids, and, and you know, your spouse as well. Who the heck are you, do you usually... Make it any point to welcome people in your home who you know that will deliberately just will upset your aura. Hi, Dolly. So considering all that, just know as adults, we all need to exercise good common sense. Well, back to the um, subject from the the, the uh, publication called The Greatest. Um, the um, author by the name of Sophia Green, suggests that you relax and don't do it again. Okay. Oh, your action plan. You need an action plan because I guess you need a backup plan in case um, something happens like um, you just don't realize that you forgot a step in making sure the peace will be maintained. So you sort of pretty much, as far as she's concerned, Set it off by, put set it aside by putting a smile on your face and focusing on other things that really cause you to stand tall. And because she feels as though the being around a family um, make us really get happy and revert to our childhood and, you know, how we engage in a little silliness and merriment, um, we say that we may wind up into complications if you join in too much of the merriment yourself being a host or the hostess, uh, considering that you have to monitor things as well as keep that smile on your face to make everybody happy. So 
even though your life is your business as an adult, still just learn how to maintain the peace by sticking up for yourself. Hmm. Odd one. But I will say that she was right. Just go with the flow, pretend that um, everything is business as usual, and learn how to relax and breathe because next year they said no one will remember when you dropped the Christmas um, tree or the pudding, in my case, the turkey one time around Thanksgiving, and um, they may remember it, and it may be fun to talk about and laugh about it later on, but, you know, just go ahead and just learn how to be pleasant despite uh, anybody who may be doing some ribbing because you can always walk away from a negative situation. Now, she suggests that you be selfish because nobody likes to hear it. Hmm, I have to scratch my head on that one. But they say each person can only control his or her own behavior. Well, that's what adults do. Now, if you don't want to play the role of adult, you don't have any problem mixing in grown folk company. That's my uh, little cliche. So they said, um, you know, stop trying to be overcompensating to mom, making her uh, an additional drink, or um, let grand, grandpa have uh, his moment. And and if he wants to talk about what happened back in the day, come on, it's no harm to it, as long as he's not using anything negative involved with what he's commenting about. And um, so they say if you have a meddling family, sometimes uh, they try to make you feel out of place. So if they don't respect your privacy, just still be yourself, but make sure that you don't be um, negative about your comments, about what they say. Just bow out, you know. Let them think that um, they're going to sit around and beat up on you at their own discretion, but you don't have to stick around for all of that abuse. Just walk away. Show them who the bigger person is. Show them that you have qualities that they would probably hope to be able to get one day if you react better by leaving them alone. So they say you also donate time and money to a worthier cause than your shoe collection. Well, we do have some high-maintenance people. I happened to talk to a relative today, and she said, what's wrong with that? But I also know she's excessive sometimes. She has a right to be, but not at my expense. I'd rather myself, if I know that I have more than enough of certain things, it's time that I either gather some of the things that I do have and donate them, or if uh, a few dollars will go towards a worthy cause, like a child may say, um, I would rather have $5 instead of having a toy. Just think, what's, what's $5 compared to a toy that may cost 25 You better stop and do the math. You know, they may have a need for it, for all you know. They may need it to pay towards something that they're required to pay for a school class trip. And don't you think you would rather be a little more donating of the money it would take for them to go to the class trip? Put it in a card and say, I hope you enjoy your class trip with this $10. Merry Christmas. Come on. You know, 
stop and think. Stop thinking that what you want to per- purchase is more important than what their needs are. Come on. And if some people say donate time. Some people go to shelters and they serve people. They may even cook the, uh, the holiday meal. I may turn around and at least cook the holiday meal for somebody. One of my great big pots of pasta and, uh, well, gravy in an Italian fashion, but sauce, spaghetti sauce, of course, with, of course, meat included. So they said, you know, be donating up things that are more important than what's important to you. And I see where it says, um, also it says to get movie. But um, they suggest that, like, for example, I heard a while back, this guy said um, he keeps his weight in control by after he eats, he get up from the table and he take a five-minute walk. And, of course, in a smart um, environment, it's not a strange uh, environment. And I said, boy, most people, you know, including myself, and we're not thinking about hitting the treadmill now. We're thinking about sitting back and basking in the savory food that we had just eaten. So if you have an animal, get them on the leash and walk them if they're that type of an animal. But, or just take a walk around, you know, the corner and go get some gum from a, near, from a store that you're accustomed to going to. And they said it can also reduce uh, the stress hormones, like uh, the stress hormone called cortisol inside of your body, of course. They said um, learn how to do a little crap as a do-it-yourself project. Now, don't try to play plumber when you don't have your credentials. But if it's a minor thing with changing uh, a, a screw in something that you know or fixing a lamp that uh, you hopefully can safely uh, fix yourself, pick up a do-it-yourself book if you have to. Go on the Internet and learn how to master a craft that will benefit you in the long run. It will be good for training your brain, you know, to do more constructive things, stay active. Plus, it will be good for, uh, if you want my opinion, teaching you how to be more useful than a lot of people don't even realize you have been in the past. They'll probably say, I didn't know you know how to do such and such, and they really rely on you. Could you fix my so-and-so? Hey, look, you never know. You may be able to turn it into a side business at a later time. They suggest that you help with the chores. When I was a kid, um, my, my cousin and I, one washed and one dried dishes, and they suggest that you collect cans of food for a food drive. You know, there's always plenty of people who have much less than you and would be so grateful just to be able to get that collection of food items that you have, not only for a holiday, but maybe for a week when things are uh, running a little um, low in their cupboard, or maybe very low in some cases, um, taking recycling things to the dump. I try to recycle, but I have a buddy who volunteers to take my recycling my my recyclables out to the dump and or my trash a little bit once in a blue moon. I really don't trust him because what he'll do is take my recycling and throw it into the 
dumpster as well, which I think is very selfish on his behalf, when obviously he don't care about the earth being preserved so that everyone can enjoy it in the future. But once in a while, try to take it yourself, even if you're a busy bee, because I tell you to contribute to things that um, matter in this world. I seen one time a park bench made out of recycling material. It was sturdy, and I said, boy, I wish I knew how to do that, you know, turn that stuff into, you know, something that's practical, as they call it, or useful. It would be, hey, look, I'd go into business if that were the case, because that's excellent. So, again, I see where they support the subject of putting the bottle down, the bottle of booze I'm speaking of. They said sipping on the um, spiked eggnog or the buttered rum is fun and is definitely tasty. But they said alcohol plus crowded rooms plus family grudges create a whole lot of drama. Boy, do I know. I've heard of situations people have killed each other because they just didn't know their limits. They didn't know some things. You just don't turn into a combustible situation. They feel as old alcohol, it lowers the internal inhibitions and makes some people more aggressive. Well, anybody who knows about alcohol knows about that. So they said make sure no one gets too friendly with the wine bottle and because it is a good way to keep the peace. Oh, I they stole my words. They want you to consider if you have someone who wants to take responsibility in the home, just take a seat, uh, a seat and just let them do their thing and, and, and keep the peace as well because I know you could use a little relaxation from it. So also they may enjoy trying to entertain everyone. And, and and if they want to do that, by all means, that takes the weight off of you. Maybe you need to steal away so you can go and put the dishes away or collect the uh, items laying around the house from all the merriment. But um, they said teach your dad, for example, how to carve the ham. Hey, look, I would love for someone to take over the responsibility of car- carving the uh, meat, whatever's on the table, because... I may have other things I may need to go get from the kitchen. So sharing those responsibilities is a nice thing to do. But if you think you have a better technique up your sleeve, she says, they said, do not take on a huge project like a fancy recipe because it will cause stressful holiday meltdown. Imagine trying to make a souffle and meanwhile, all you have to do is just make green beans and season the beans and make it a nice consistency. You know, make things easier on yourself. I cut back uh, on some of the items that I've been used to having for the holiday uh, meal, especially on Thanksgiving. I hate to say it. But no, I don't hate to say it. As a matter of fact, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And guess what? We all ate very well, some of us a little too well. So with that being said, uh, she also said if you learn how to meditate, meditate don't mean you have to sit down on the floor on a yoga mat uh, saying um, meditation 
they, she says, can reduce stress and anxiety. Now, my form of meditation is I will easily sit down in a nice, comfortable seat, the couch, the living room chair, uh, even in my room for a moment, and from anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes, close my eyes. If I fall asleep, so what? Somebody, as long as I don't have any pots going, uh, I don't have to worry about burning down a house while everyone's out in the front room having fun. Just ask somebody, leave them in charge, and say, could you cut off the pot in about 10 minutes? And I tell you, even if you fell asleep for an hour, if they're having a good enough time, they wouldn't even notice that you're uh, meditating or really just falling asleep. But that stress and anxiety, I hear some people say, oh, they cannot seem to, you know, work it out unless they get 10 minutes of uh, sleep or extra. And so the author, she feels as though that you can meditate every day if that were the case, or you can mix it up, you know. Don't be afraid to suggest suggest an alternative because if anyone just uh, have uh, a roast uh, and, and they and they rather have a goose or a chicken or a ham, um, you can even include a vegetarian dish for those who would like to eat. Oh, look, vegetarian dishes, I found out some of them are as easy as pie. You don't have to have 50 ingredients in order to be able to get through a nice vegetarian dish. You know, be creative. I ran into a couple of things that I've never heard of uh, that can be so on If you season it right, it is fabulous. So, you know, if somebody, say, for example, say, well, I would like to have, or this one I got off of the Steve Harvey show, um, somebody has suggested that this one particular person, she has a bakery along with her husband, and they always want her to bring this German chocolate cake, which is highly expensive. Well, Steve Hardy suggests that the next time, tell them they could pay for that cake because you don't want to get a cake that costs $50 taken from the revenue you have when, hey, look, if that were the case, you can get a 5 to $10 box cake and spruce it up, but that's not what they want, then it wouldn't hurt to say, well, listen, it will cost $50 for that type of cake. Uh, and we're sort of, you know, making sure we maintain the books based on the ingredients we use in it. And that would be an excellent suggestion for those who get taken advantage of every time, you know, they're expected to bring something, which is highly unusual. So she also just suggests, speaking of the officer, excuse me, the author, that you zip it. When she says zip it, she means her mouth or somebody else's, because they said if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything. Boy, oh, boy, have I learned that uh, some people don't know how to be courteous at times that I'll admit I even had a relative who called herself trying to ruffle my feathers. I didn't have to be nice to her, but I didn't have to be mean either. I bowed out gracefully from the subject, suggesting something different. And when she was trying to induce me further into the conversation, I had to let her understand that is not what I do. Maybe if you want to do it, you know, feel free, but you're going to be arguing with yourself. They say that you should let old conflicts just uh, go by the wayside 
and don't allow new ones to be be created by uh, relatives and whoever else who like to continue to brew up a bunch of craziness uh, out of a nothingness conversation. She suggests that you have positive pals. Boy, did I have to clean house. And I don't like to use people as a disposable diaper, you know, when I don't like your SH, A double scribble or whatever. Um, I don't just say, well, guess what? You have to go. Give them an opportunity to hopefully feed into something positive that you have to say. And if worse come to worse, uh, let them know that you have a nice, nice life and good luck with it. You'd be surprised how you can change people's attitude and make them realize nobody's not going to take this stuff, you know. Uh, but I tell you one thing, having positive pals can give you such pleasant psyches, and you'd be surprised of the various um, positive projects you can embark upon behind learning that as well. They said you should spend time with supportive relatives. Boy, do I know that. Not people who would tear you down. And they say that you should catch up briefly with the other relatives who are about doing things that are positive. I can mention that it was the sweetest thing for relatives to support me in a, a particular venture I had to take care of in the public today. And that is a good feeling. So they said if you're surrounded by negative influencers or if the conversation is driving you crazy, just stand up and leave the room, just like I would do. Because if you continue to remain in the room, they feel as though that they can still pick and prod at you, or you may want to stay there so you can get a second dosage or whatever they have to offer. You know, it's obvious. Also, they suggest that you take a lesson from the classic holiday movie called Home Alone and learn how to use your strengths so people won't consider trying to pick and prod at you uh, by using your Achilles heel to take you down. So they said pace yourself, or I can tell you about pacing yourself. That con- uh, Considering that you can actually uh, turn around and have you ever heard the saying, haste makes waste? I've seen too many examples of that. So that's definitely realistic. But um, considering all of these items, we hope that you do have a wonderful holiday. But I will like to say, now let's not eliminate the fact that we still have to talk about uh, President Trump's decision on who he had selected for cabinet members up to now. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, I know we're going to have to have a call of salvation. If we can hop on that subject matter, if no one has anything they want to comment about, I would like to briefly address that because uh, President Trump is down to two more cabinet members to select. The one for Veterans Affairs, what a joke. I'm sorry for saying it like that. I'm not insulting. But realistically, um, being a veteran is not the reason why I'm concerned, but the fact that we're talking about the safety and the well-being of the country as we see fit when it comes to issues that may brew up a war. We don't want that. 
So with that being said, um, Brother Rob, if you would like to bring on the call of salvation, uh, we can address that after the call of salvation, which I gladly feel as though we can always use because it's an issue of peace and solitude that I get from listening to the words that you bring forth through God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, thanks so very much, uh, Sister Antonia. And I just want to uh, let you know that, you know, the, you know, what you, you know, your program here tonight is uh, something that um, should touch everybody because everybody has you know, family members. Everybody has uh, sometimes the right advice and the wrong advice that, you know, uh, you, you know, you tell your family members that you, you know, what you want them to, uh, you know, some information. Sometimes uh, a lot of people are misinformed about a lot of things that they do, a lot of things they say, a lot of things they believe. And one of the things is that you want to know is that you want to let them know that, look, I care about you so much that I will bring forth some information that may help you, that may change your life. And one of the things that I would say to one of my family's family member right now today is, have you claimed your salvation? Um, let alone, uh, let's forget about the cranberry sauce that you didn't like or the sweet potato pie that you won't touch because you found out that Aunt Ida made it or you can't stand to be in a room with this person or that person. Let's talk about, or in this time and this day, this holiday of receiving a gift of salvation. And you say, well, due to time and turmoil and everything else, is this, is this for me? Yes, it is. You want to know why? Because through that time and, and that turmoil that you're going through in your life, it's going to become a whole lot understanding, a whole lot better of how to choose your roadmap in life. It's not going to be easy. And that's one thing I let a lot of people understand, that when you, when you pray to God, you don't pray to make things easier because that would be so simple. You pray for strength to, to get you through, to take you through the turmoil in the times of tribulations, there's only that's the only way you're going to get through it. It becomes stronger. And so when you become stronger, you just need to develop a personal relationship with your creator. And how you do that is you let him know that through his son, which he is placed here on this planet to die here for our sins. His son died on the cross. And when his son died on the cross, his son died to evolve us, uh, absolve us of our sins. And the only thing you had to say is, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for my sins. When you say that, you want to use the power of your tongue and say, hey, you want to say to somebody, you want to say to anybody, you want to use all the means that's necessary. There are, all, there are so many different tools that we have in the world right now today. You can scream it out 
loud, the, you know, from your mouth. You can pick up a phone. You can email somebody. You can email us. We're here at a purpose, kingdomnet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear that you're rejoicing and that you have claimed your salvation. In any event, uh, you can't express that avenue. We are here on Instagram or Twitter at purpose underscore kingdom on Gmail and Twitter. And what we do is we work hard and we want to make sure that we bring forth the word for everybody and we want to provide uh, comfort for everybody. And in the upcoming days, uh, starting on December 25th, we're going to have a Revive Us, O Lord, lineup. And that is for a revival that we're having throughout the week uh, coming into the New Year's. And we want to make sure everybody's comfortable. And I know everybody's not um, comfortable traveling outside of their homes. Inside your home during this week, you can listen to us. You can rejoice with us. Starting Sunday, December 25th, we're going to have Minister Mark Corbett at 9 p.m. On Monday, December 26th, we're going to have our very own Pastor Toy Daly. On Tuesday, December 27th, we're going to have our very own Reverend Aaron Williams, and that's going to be at 9 p.m. On Wednesday, December 28th, we're going to have Master, uh, we'll have Pastor Jamal Van, and he's also going to be broadcasting at 9 p.m. On Thursday, December 29th, we're going to have Elder Charles Lee. And I want everybody, everybody to join us at 8 p.m. Because his show is going to start at 8 p.m. on Thursday, December 29th. On Friday, December 30th, we're going to have his wife, Reverend Maureen Lee, and she's going to broadcast at 9 p.m. And on Saturday, December 31st, we're going to have Pastor Sherry L. Berry, and she's going to broadcast at 11 p.m., bringing us into the new year where we can have, uh, we can rejoice bringing a new year together in the Word, in your own home, with all of us together. And uh, like I read a scripture that we have uh, sponsoring, this uh, revival is, uh, I will call his breath to enter unto you, and ye shall live. Ezekiel 37.5. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us this morning for our broadcast. Uh, from uh, Star of Hope. And you can join us again next week. And that PIN number is 142613. And uh, I'd like to let everybody know, uh, God bless, uh, you know, with the love of Christ. uh, Hope we can rejoice together. Amen. Um, Sister Antonia, the show's back in your hands. Thank you so much, um, Brother Rob. I tell you, um, you know, this is a time of this year where some people, they look forward to the merriment, but some people, regardless, alcohol or not, with this presence in your system, you know who you are. You are the troublemakers. You're trying to catch some people off guard, but you don't let people rob you of your joy and your peace. And if you need to tie up your year that uh, well, actually, in other words, conclude your year with just realizing you're seeking peace and joy in your heart to remind you of all of the good things that happened and all of the other things you brought to a halt that were not really good for you, by all means, engage in it. You'll learn that you can have more peace of mind 
and have a smile on your face that you forgot to wear and many times because you didn't let anyone rob you of your joy. Learn how to conduct yourself so you don't have to look forward to conducting yourself inappropriately and or having no celebration whatsoever as a result of being disgruntled about the foolishness of another individual. Now, before we conclude, I'd like to mention about Mr. Trump's decisions on some of the policies and some of the office holders up to this point. Some have really have been challenged uh, based on appetites or dealing with the subject of racism, uh, which have shown people involved in Klan meetings who were selected in the office. That was one of many issues. Not to specifically say that he made all bad decisions, but some people felt as though some of the people he selected, uh, they were office holders. Uh, They were not political office holders. They were previously known for being business people. And they feel as though putting a business person in place of the title of a foreign policy holder isn't good enough to be able to um, negotiate foreign political matters. Then there was a person he recommended, the doctor who wrote uh, the ticket uh, to be in opposition for him to be selected for the Republican seat. He decided to let him come on if he would have accepted it to be in charge of the uh, Department of Housing. The guy turned it down flat, and then he offered him another uh, uh, nice title. And, you know, I said, boy, it's amazing that this guy, because he did not get to be what he preferred to be, I think it was uh, Secretary of, you know, State, which is obviously next seat under the vice president, if I'm not mistaken, he just flat out, to my understanding, turned it down. So guess what? No love lost. He's supposed to do things that are in the interest of the people if he wanted to even run for the seat, for the Republican seat to begin with. So it only go to show you, it don't appear that he had the best interest in the heart of the American people, so he was not a good selection for a president. And moving right along, he was. He also selected people that apparently had more business qualities, like um the CEO of Exxon. Well, if he's a business person, um, just like I said, you know, that from what I heard, um, foreign policy is not his his genre. He don't uh, know enough about uh, what it takes to run such a high-profile seat that will be responsible for the millions of us across the world and the billion of, billions of us across the planet. Oh, yes, and I forgot the doctor previously that I mentioned. He didn't want to be um, an ambassador to somewhere. So guess what? He just, what what he want? He's a doctor. He's, if I'm not mistaken, I heard that he's a successful surgeon. And so, I mean, what is the problem um, about him not even wanting to take a key role in those areas? I'll admit I don't see where he was qualified for those particular roles. I could have seen him being appointed um, 
I forgot that position. It had to do with being the uh, the expert in the area of medicine or uh, the general well-being and health uh, department of the United States. I mean, I would have at least seen him trying to ask about that position because he's already a doctor. Well, it didn't happen that way. So, you know, I mean, whether we like it or not, um, we have to keep in mind if he's the president-elect, uh, speaking of um, Mr. Trump, then we're going to have to see how this will play itself out or if his selections, as time goes on, will benefit us as, as the American public. So I'm not going to bash, but I'm not going to uh, say that I know that he made the best selections because we will find out as time goes on if this is the situation. But some people feel as though it's more so like uh, uh, the good old boy system, you know, where one hand washes the other. I took a consensus of some people out there in the public, and they're not too keen on it. They don't like their lives being played with according to how they felt and the lives of the loved ones that they have. Uh, there are two more seats that are still available. Uh, like I said, the Department of Veteran Affairs and I'm not sure, I believe it's a Secretary of State. I may be incorrect, but I just put that up in general because we as American people need to stay on top of remaining in tune with how things go. And if they're not good suggestions, we have the right to appeal to our political officers outside of those individuals and just say, I hope they make it their business to try to do a better job on making uh, selections because our lives count on it, our lives across the planet, and we don't want people to make rash decisions. Oh, Surgeon General is the actual position um, that we believe the good doctor should have tried to vie for, considering he's a doctor. But uh, thank you, Brother Rob Hudson, for bringing that to my attention. So, you know, we would hope that Mr. Trump would make more decisive uh, suggestions based on the needs. Uh, I don't have any proof that he's doing it based on non-needs, but we don't have proof that he's making the best suggestions. So we have the right to write him and in a courteous manner let him understand uh, we know how to act civilized enough to at least inquire to he feels up. By all means, whatever you do, Mr. Trump, all I ask is that uh, when you do make the suggestion of who should be in there, look, drop all of that verse, that, that, that stuff like uh, Democrats versus Republicans uh, stuff, you know, leave it all behind because we don't need to be hiring people based on uh, preferences and things. You know, you have people's lives that you're in charge of out here. And as a result, it would be nice to know that we are getting people who are willing to take the role more than just seriously and, and don't create wars just because there's an opportunity there to create them. Uh, and, and, you know, because we don't need people playing check and check and checkmate on a chessboard 
on how um, people's lives are governed, not even the troops in the service. And as for a veterans representative, uh, let me tell you something. We hope that you get somebody who hopefully is not just a veteran, but a responsible veteran who represents all of us, not one because they served in this war or they had their leg cut off. I mean, I know civilians who have their leg cut off. You know, get somebody who has the sincere interest of people who are put out there to save people's lives based on what they feel as though is an opportunity to defend the country versus uh, create reasons as to why we should keep the economy going. Uh, so with that being said, if uh, Brother Rob understands where I'm coming from, uh, being a fellow veteran, uh, he would probably even um, maybe agree with me on that because there's too many special interest groups. We don't need them within a, the service, the military service, where people's lives are being compromised when they're out there being told they should be defending the country versus uh taking care of themselves as well and the interests of everybody who really have a real need once they finish with the service or or even if they're in it. So with that being said, I don't want to see a person act irresponsibly. And we we know that Mrs. Pellin, Sarah Pellin, uh, who is an office holder up in Alaska, uh, just be shoved in there because she uh, happened to be on the Republican ticket for years. Um, it's, it's, I have no problem with it being a woman, but let it be a woman who have a good, solid background on understanding things if it's a woman. Now, if it's a man, same thing. Um, there was a consideration of somebody else being considered for that position. I think it was the good doctors I mentioned. And if that were the case, I would I, I would cringe to think that this guy don't make great decisions that govern over decisions that uh, policies that should be instituted for the right reasons instead of um, veterans, you know, uh, who just served at this time frame or, like I said, who are uh, maybe they served. Because after all, you don't know in what capacity they may or may not have served. It's a whole lot of things into the responsibility of understanding a veteran's needs and the policies that are written. You know, we don't need to play with people's lives and tell them what they're supposed to have versus not consulting those who really can offer some good constructive information. So thank you very much for listening tonight, and I only bring up the presidential issue because we have the right as human beings and uh, as as fellow citizens to address each and every office that the president will govern, hold over our heads to govern us with. Thank you, God bless, and you have a, a good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.